Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek, University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Brian. The real estate market is crazy. Finding an agent you can trust isn't easy. Thankfully, the one thing I'm more certain of than Brian Schottenheimer calling a running play on second and long is that you can trust John Hurlbut and his team in Altitude Homes. I know John personally, and nobody does it better in Pierce, South King, and Thurston County. So head on over to altitude-re.com HB to get real estate help you need. That's altitude-re.com HB. Or give them a call at 253-222-2626. Again, that's 253-222-2626. Go Hawks! Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching, and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S. and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com, click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fan life. Hey everybody, welcome to the season ending version of Real Hawk Talk. This is Brian Nemhauser at Hawk Blogger on Twitter. The Seahawks, fuck it, uh, on their only playoff game of 2000, what will be 21. Uh, we will talk about it. I'm sure we will argue about it. And uh, what what is the undeniable reality is the Seahawks season's over. And they were not good enough to beat the Rams at home this year, and uh, we will we will discuss what the what the takeaways are from that. But let me bring in the fellas. Uh, we've got Evan Hill at Evan and Sea. We've got Jeff Simmons at Real Jeff Simmons on Twitter, and we've got Nathan Ernst at Nathan E Eleven on Twitter. So here we are, fellas. Seahawks season's over. They lost two out of three games to the Rams this season. Uh, lose 30 to 20 in the final score. Russell Wilson's final line, 11 for 27. Two touchdowns, one interception, five sacks. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, so... Evan, I'm sure you have, have bottled up some emotions that you'd like to uh, you'd like to uh, expel on the earth right now. So why, why don't you start for us? We're just gonna cut the manufacturing of the of the fake optimistic bullshit for a second, and we're we're gonna have a real, honest conversation. I, I want to have a real, authentic conversation about what the future of this franchise looks like in the next several years. And, I, and I'm going to try not to overreact here. Yeah, it's we just had a fucking horrible game. Pitiful, disgusting, repulsive. But you know what? That was fucking pathetic. That was fucking pathetic. 
what we saw from the offense, what we saw from Russell Wilson was nothing new. Actually, we, what we saw from Russell Wilson today was what we've seen from him the past 10 weeks or really eight to nine weeks. What we saw tonight from Brian Schottenheimer was what we've seen the past eight to nine weeks from Brian Schottenheimer. This offense was anemic. It was, it was disgusting to watch. It, it was offensive to my eyes. It was fucking insanely pitiful. And I, I never thought I would be in this situation to be quite honest with you uh, bitching about that quarterback play that we just, that we just witnessed from Russell Wilson. I, I, I don't know how you can put this game on anyone else, but Russell Wilson in the offensive line. Um, there were probably way too many first, you know, er, early down um, runs on first, first and second down, but they deserve to lose this game. They fucking mailed it in. They looked completely pathetic on offense. You know, halfway through the third quarter, there was a point where uh, it really felt like they just gave up. Um, And really, there's no excuses here, guys. Like, Aaron Donald was out almost the entire second half with fucking broken ribs or something. Okay, so so we were given a gift in his absence for the entire second half. I, I, I wonder what it would have looked like with him there. The entire second half. That's how pitiful their performance was. You know, obviously Jared Goff was playing with four fucking fingers. John Wolford went to the hospital. I, I hope John is okay. That that was probably maybe the most disappointing part of the entire game. Is I hope that kid's okay. Uh, but man, I, I I'm just I, I'm done with the fake optimistic bullshit, guys. I, I'm really really done with it. It is hard to see an optimistic future for this franchise in the short and intermediate term. I, I'm sorry. Um, they trade away. They traded away, you know, most of their most valuable draft capital over the next two years for Jamal Adams. And yeah, he was a d- dynamic blue chip player for, for this defense. And, you know, he, he was a leader on their turnaround, but guess where it got them? You know, they lost in the fucking wild card game. We're going on. This was six years. I tweeted this out six consecutive years of the Seahawks not making it past the divisional round. So, you know what? They can win games. They can win regular season games, 10, 11, 12 games. Sure, if you fucking enjoy that, whatever. Have fun with it. But they're not doing shit in the playoffs. And Super Bowls matter. I I, I don't want to get to the end of my fucking Seahawks fandom and say, hey, you know, they won a bunch of 11, 12, 12 win seasons. But you know what? We, 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 we didn't utilize Russell Wilson or, or maximize the opportunity we had with him. Because that's that's the current trend we're on, guys. Uh, this doesn't look good. I'm I, I'm receptive to any optimistic arguments you guys are willing to make, but the future doesn't ble- look look super positive right now. So, I'm sorry that was a lot, but yeah, that's what we're here for. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. Jeff, uh, why don't you uh, give us your uh, your takeaways? Yeah, Evan, <laughs> it's hard to match what Evan just said. Usually I might say he's being hyperbolic, a little hyperbole. I don't think anything he said is wrong. I thought that was one of the most pitiful playoff performances I've seen from any team I've ever watched as a fan. And Evan talked a lot about that Dallas game a couple of years ago and how that broke him. To me, this is much worse. To me, this is much worse. You played against a team with no fucking quarterback. You played against a team who couldn't do anything on offense. Aaron Donald left the game. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the NFL. He left the game in the third quarter 
they had nine yards in the third quarter and the defense for the most part was good. Like they, up until that play at the end, like they had allowed 16 points, like they did enough to win the game. It was within one score. And in the third quarter, I remember texting Evan being like, all right, it's within one score. All they have to do is make one play and they probably win this game. And they couldn't get even get a first in. I don't think any play encapsulated how pathetic their performance was, was when Damian Lewis got injured fourth and one, they had like 20 minutes and they couldn't even get out of the damn huddle. And I think that just summed up their game perfectly. And I think it does. I think Nathan came on the show a couple of weeks ago after the Washington game and they actually won that game and said, I'm done with this coaching staff for, I think this has to bring up a lot of questions, not only with the coaching staff, but where the quarterback is, what the fuck happened to Russell Wilson? He was outplayed by a quarterback with four fingers and from Russell Wilson to, and the thing that annoyed me about this game a little bit on Twitter, like I saw Danny Kelly kept saying like, this is a consistent theme with some of the other playoff games. To me, this looked a lot different. Other playoff games, they were way too conservative and they just came out slow and got hot at the end. They got whooped for a lot of that game. And I know Brian probably wants to talk about like not having snacks. Harrison, that kind of showed up in this game too. But this leaves me with a lot of questions about kind of what Evan said. Where is this team right now? And seeing Russell turn into a pumpkin is the most alarming thing about this franchise. What do you mean by that? Him going from what we've seen the last eight years into basically bad Teddy Bridgewater. He was was terrible. And there's reasons why I thought Brian Schoenheimer got his ass kicked in this game by Brandon Staley, but to have nine yards when Aaron Donald goes out, it's just ridiculous. I was texting a friend and I was asking him if he was, uh, I don't remember if I said more depressed or uh, I don't remember what I said, but, but I think basically, do you feel worse about this team and we're in the midst of it. So the answer for a lot of people probably is yes, but do you feel worse about this team right now than you did about them at the end of 2017? And I, I think I do. Um, you know, Jeff, you tweeted that this was a worse playoff loss than the Dallas game. I think that's probably right. Um, and, you know, we, we've argued so much here about, like, firing Pete or whatever. Is he the right fit? What can he, you know, shoddy, all this stuff. And, you know, for at least for me, I was arguing that maybe they should look at replacing Pete out of, like, hope that there was a, a higher – there was another gear for this team. And with the way that Russ has played the last, I mean, it's a half a season. It's not one game. We've seen Russ have bad games. We've hit, we've seen Russ have, you know, stretches where it's not amazing. It's been a half a season of pretty bad football. Uh, and so for me, like, I'm almost, you know, immediate gut reaction out of this. I'm almost a little bit, I, I think I'm I'm more down on this team right now than I've been maybe ever in the Pete Carroll team in arrow, because I just don't, I don't even know if they've got the right quarterback on top of everything else. Wow. That that's, that's a really interesting, that's a, that's a, that's a meaningful take from, from you, Nathan. I mean, not, not that your other takes aren't, but like that doesn't come easily for you to, to talk about the quarterback in that way. And, I mean, it's probably not a huge surprise to all of you. I, I, I don't feel as, as 
grief stricken about this team's future as as I think you guys have. And and I'm not I'm not just saying that to to stand on the other side of the boat. So we have some other, you know, point of view. Look, I I think this team has been hopeless on defense for multiple years. Hopeless. And Pete Carroll's whole value is to bring a solid defense to a team. And I see, I see the makings of what looks like to me, a sustainably good defense, whether they're great or elite, that's questionable. That's fine. But, you know, outside of a DJ Reed fumble and a Russell Wilson pick six, you know, I think this defense played a reasonable game. I don't think they played a great game. I think this was the, the simple fact is forget all that. Forget all the like big picture stuff, guys. The story of this game, two turnovers for the Seahawks, no turnovers for the Rams, 131 yards for Cam Akers on the ground. That's the story of this game, period. If the Seahawks had played, I don't care what analytics says, if the Seahawks had played good run defense and actually forced the Rams to pass the ball, and if the the offense hadn't turned the ball over into points, this is a different game, period. Like, I, like different, same coaches, same players. Like, that's the story of this game for me. So I guess I look at this and say... I think the defense is actually turned a corner and is on the right trajectory. And I see reason to believe that they will also be good next year. You know, Bobby will eventually start tailing off more, but at this point, like, I think there's reason to believe the Seahawks defense could actually be top 15 next year, maybe even top 10. Offensively. I don't know where the blame should go. I honestly don't. I think it's fair to, to just hold shoddy out and say, man, you have not figured out how to put your quarterback in the right position and, and give him plays that give him confidence and rhythm. I think that's totally fair. I think it's also fair to say, Russell, dude, you're the, you're the guy. You're the guy that we are paying 30 whatever million dollars to be the central, the fulcrum of this team the barometer of this team as you go so goes this team and he didn't go like he made one outstanding pass outstanding that touchdown pass to dk metcalf while under pressure while rolling out and off his back foot that was on the money that was a mvp level throw that was a beautiful beautiful throw that was it. That was it in this game. Like he did not have, there's other plays that could have been made. None of them easy. The offensive line for my money, like they got dominated. So is not just about Russell, the offensive line, Brandon shell guys, Brandon shell did not have a good game. I thought he got owned most of this okay. game. Ethan Posick got owned most of this game. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's blame to go around, but let's I think- also recognize though that the Rams probably had three dropped interceptions, yeah, on Russell. So the stat line may not, I mean, the stat line looks bad, but Russell played worse in reality. 
if you were watching this game. Russell was 11 for 27. I, 11 I, for 27. This was not the Dallas game where they were just insisting on running the ball no matter what. That's what I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think there's a future where you're talking about trading Russell Wilson. I don't think there's a future. I, I don't think there's a future where you're talking about a different offensive coordinator, realistically. I think your your story for next year is can they spend an offseason figuring out what the fuck went on in the second half of the season and what their answers are to it. Pete's answer about being more conservative and running the ball. It's not the answer. It's not the answer. Like Russell Wilson has got to be good for this team to have a chance. So um, so confusing about this team right now. Like they got Chris Carson back. Chris Carson was playing well. The offense still looked like ass. Like Russell Wilson was on pace to set the league record for touchdowns through five games. And that's a smallish sample, but like, that's not nothing. And, you know, I mean, he was playing out of his mind and then he just completely collapsed. And, and like, there's just everything about this team is at odds with itself. The offense, the defense was awful to start the year and then it was better. And then it shit the bed against Jared Goff. They, the offense was great. And then it just disappeared and Russell seemed to be completely in his head. And we gave Shoddy a ton of credit for talking Pete into modernizing the offense. And then like, they couldn't sustain it. So like, I just, what do you, what do you, uh, you know, uh, one of the reasons I think I am talking to you through your TV or phone or whatever right now is because I have a lot of opinions (laughs) I have no fucking opinions about this team right now. I just, I have no idea what the answer is. And I mean, I think the scariest thing is that the team might be in the same place and and hopefully they know more. And I mean, hopefully it turns out they have been hiding a wrestle injury all year long and that's really what it is or, or something stupid like that. But like, I think the scariest thing is that they just, they also don't have answers and they just decide to roll it back. And I don't know if, if this team goes back into next year with, Pete Carroll and Ken Norton and Brian Schottenheimer and Russell Wilson and the dearth of picks and, you know, having to like resign guys like Quill and stuff like that. Like, I just don't know how this team is different next year in a meaningful, meaningfully better way. Right. Well, yeah, maybe they have some insight there that they know. Right. And and they're going to fix it. And, and they, they like, this is definitely a situation where they, they have more info than I do. And so maybe they do know what the answer is and maybe rolling it back is right. But like, I, I don't know, from my perspective, it's just a black box. Well, let's, 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 I mean, there's, there is a, there's a bright line here, guys, Evan, Jeff, Nathan, I want all your attention here. No Twitter focus is Russell Wilson the guy that you want behind center for this team for the next five years, the guy that you believe is going to get them, the guy that you want to build the team around, like no if, ands or buts at this stage in his career, the price he's going to cost. He has to be the guy. He has to be an MVP level quarterback for the team to get there. Do you want Russell Wilson in that position? Yes or no. Evan. 
I'll start. I'll make it easy. My answer is yes. I want him there. My, my answer is not as easy. I, I'm going to say I'm at the same point with Russell as I was with Pete, where, uh, where I, I think if you make a change there, you're probably going to do worse, but you definitely can also do better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing that stuck with Jeff, you mentioned, I don't remember what it was now, something that I had said after the Washington game. But the thing that stuck with me, after, that what I was talking about after the Washington game is comparing this team to like the Blazers or the, the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies or James Harden and this, these Rocket teams that we've seen, right? Uh, and, and I just feel like at what point do you make a change to try to find something better? And, and so my answer, you know, the short answer is, I don't know. I don't know if Russ is the guy I want here for five years after what we've seen this year and after him finally getting a chance to cook and it working and then definitely not working. Uh, for me, it has to be. I just don't see how else you get a quarterback. It's almost impossible to find quarterbacks these days, especially without draft capital the next year. No one's going to hit free agency. It's kind of, you kind of have to just roll with this and i don't think there's anything wrong with that we've seen too much of a sample size from russell over eight years that i'm not doubting him just but i'm left with a lot of questions because i i can't figure out for the life of me how this happened because i can't think of any other other precedent of a quarterback just diving like that where he's not injured and like the offense got figured out sure but his performance just nosedived i can't think of any other quarterback like Brian, you mentioned in your article a couple of weeks ago that he talks about himself. He wants to be the greatest of all time. He wants to compare himself to Manning and Brady. Like this shit doesn't happen. And I know everyone, it's easy to blame Pete for all this. And there's a lot to blame Pete for, but we have to be asking these questions about Russell Wilson because people want to kind of ever, you can blame shoddy. Sure. But he's a huge part of the problem right now, especially in that game. Like, Brian mentioned his stats. Those are not acceptable. Like the sacks he's taking, the inability to throw the ball away. It's just, if you want to talk about yourself, like you want to be like Aaron Rodgers or something, you can't play like, you can't get outplayed by Jared Goff with no thumb. And it's just, it's inexplicable. It's, it's hard to wrap your head around what happened because they managed to break their quarterback. And that might be him. That might be the coaching. I'm left with a ton of questions because I, I can't understand what happened. Well, I want to make sure I got it clear. Like Nathan, you were yes or no on Russell Wilson for the next five years. I got more no from you than yes. I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams that are in a worse position at quarterback than whoever has Russell Wilson at quarterback. Right. And so it, it, from that perspective, like it's going to be hard to do better than Russell Wilson. And, and if they, if he leads this team back to the Super Bowl, like I'm not going to be surprised, right? But like I, I'm not, I'm not completely tied to Russell right now, right? If they're if they see avenues to try to improve, I think that they should explore them. I don't know that they should absolutely run after them and do them, but like I'm not, I, I just I'm not tethered to Russ right now. Like he. I think he had every chance this year and barring some information coming out about an injury or something like he didn't, he didn't capitalize on it. And so 
I don't know where I am is that something has to change. It's been years of like this team not being able to be meaningful playoff contenders. And for a long time, you could say, well, there's reasons why Russ can get them over the top. And this isn't that year. You can't say that this year. And so you can't just remove him from whatever, whatever you think this team needs to do to get better. Like Russ has to be a part of that. How we figure out, how, like figuring out a way to get Russ to play better has to be a part of that. And that hasn't been true in the past. And it is absolutely true this year. Let me, let me take a timeout from this particular conversation. We're going to come right back to it, but fuck the Rams. I see Rams fans <laughs> in the fucking chat. There your are no Rams is. fans. Your team is absolute shit. They have no fucking potential whatsoever. So go fuck yourself. Your team is shit. You can celebrate this all you want. Your team is shit. Jared Goff is not going to take you anywhere. You're going to lose your fucking defensive coordinator. You've got no draft picks. You've got no fucking cap space. Your left tackle is going to fucking retire. So fuck, fuck off. Nobody gives a shit about the Rams. You're fucking irrelevant. So fuck off. That's what makes it bad. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, back to the conversation. Jeff, yes or no on Russell Wilson for five weeks or for five years? Yeah, I don't see an alternative. So yes, Evan, where are you? I think I, I, I think it, the answer is yes. And, and, <laughs> and that, rant, that rant was amazing. Yeah, Brian, that was maybe your best moment ever on the show. Was, <laughs> the Rams. Who the fuck cares about the Rams? I just wish you had had the bag over your head for it, and that really would have just been yeah, that would have gone viral. <laughs> fucking dog shit franchise nobody cares they're gonna fucking get blown out next week Fuck you. that's the worst part it just ruins it for everyone because they're the packers are gonna fucking smoke them uh, th- for me the answer is yes because i think the chances of you finding somebody as good as russell wilson is so unlikely i i really yeah. do like it's really hard to find a franchise quarterback and i'm not convinced russell wilson is permanently broken i, I i'm not i'm not convinced of that Uh, I think the easiest, most obvious change that they do need to make, I think you got to move on from shoddy. I I don't know how you can watch the past 10 weeks of offensive performance and, and what, and, you know, feel confident in him moving forward, but dude, there was a statement, there was a statement before this game that that this was the most important game of shoddy. God damn it. He fucked it because He's going to be with us, dude. He's not going anywhere. Like if he could have played, if they could have played well on offense, then we could realistically talk about a new offensive coordinator. Where you think Pete Carroll's really going to like fire Brian Schottenheimer after they set the, the franchise record for points scored. Of course not. Do I think he's no, I don't think he's going to, but he should. Yeah. Hope for it. But that's the thing. Like, okay. Deshaun Watson. Would you trade Russell Wilson for Deshaun Watson right now if it included, if you had to include some draft picks to do it? Yes. You would. Yeah. How much we Very talk? quickly. He's seven years younger. Russell in a in a first in a or what? what probably, do do I would assume you'd talk at least two firsts, probably. I mean, just make it make it make it uncomfortable. Russell Wilson in two firsts. For Deshaun Watson. Sure. Would you do that? I'll give him Russell Wilson and Jamal Adams. That's not the question. Russell Wilson and two firsts. 
I don't think I do that. No? No. Jeff? I do it. You do it. Really? Yeah. I'm not. Oh, Jesus. Nathan. Nathan, I thought I saw you say yes. Yeah, the second the second first makes it uncomfortable for sure, but I I want to mix something up significant on this team. Yeah. I would do it. It's interesting, right? Like, I think I'm a no on it, but it's close. I, I love, love, love Deshaun Watson. It's, it's just really. Realistic. Russell in five years is what, 38 years old? Well, yeah, that's the thing. There's age. And you buy, you're buying essentially 10 years of quality quarterback play. Maybe, but you're assuming Deshaun Watson, he's got, a, I've told you guys, he's got a little RG3 in him. Yeah, he but he runs, has one he game. punishment that Russell doesn't. And so I don't know that you're going to get more games from Russ, from Deshaun Watson over the next five years than you would from, from Russell Wilson. Um, but it's interesting. Two out of the four. Two out of the four. Obviously, the wounds are fresh. Say yes. That's not a cheap trade. Russell Wilson, a franchise quarterback that was an MVP, can like leading contender for the first half of the season, plus two first, and there's two folks that are saying yes. That's a steep fall, guys. That's a steep fall. And <laughs> we might well, well, hold on, hold on. Let's let's be real about that too, though. Right? I mean, Deshaun Watson is extremely good. Yeah. He's very young. Like it's a fall, but there's no, I don't, I, I don't have any insult or any, you know, there, there's no knock on Russ necessarily. Like obviously if Russ had kept up his pace early this year and, and been playing that well, then we wouldn't consider it. And so in that way, it's a knock on Russ, but like part of this is, you know, taking an opera. This is, it's, it's taking an opportunity that is that rarely comes by. Deshaun Watson's do not become available at age 25 very often, right? So, I mean, that I, I don't want this to become a trade rust at any cost. Yeah. You know, Geno Smith would be better. Like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, this is a, do you have a rare opportunity available to you and would you take it type of situation? Yeah, I... <laughs> All these people in the chat, like Russell's got a no trade clause. That's not the fucking point, guys. That's not the point. You guys are fucking taking this too literally. The point is, do you have the guy that you want at the quarterback position to get you to the promised land, or don't you? That's the question. That's the fucking question. And well, I think here's the question. Here's the question. John Schneider, Pete Carroll. Russell Wilson, do you want all three of them back next year? Fuck no. The answer is yes for me. What the fuck? After you, what you just witnessed? What the fuck? So wait, Clyde, Russell- you're telling me what we have right fucking now is the formula to bring us back to a Super Bowl. Evan, you're you're taking one thing and translating into another. John Schneider, Pete Carroll. And Russell Wilson. Those are the three people we're talking about. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure Pete Carroll's the guy. Yeah. Like, good luck with that. I mean, like, as far as I see it, Pete Carroll's value add is both culture, you know, bringing guys that want to play here and, and that piece to it, as well as can he fashion together a good defense? And for the last four years, the answer has been no. The defense has been shit, but now I see a defense that's turned a corner. And so 
if you can marry a quality defense with a good offense, then you've got something. So I think it is total immature bullshit to say just because of what happened today. Stop what just happened today. It's the past fucking 10 weeks, Brian. It's the past fucking 10 weeks. Well, so So, if we're talking about the last 10 weeks, though, like let's talk about the defense too, right? Because so this has been something that we've talked about a lot. And and I don't know if quite the last 10 weeks, but the the last half of the season, at least the defense has looked much, much better, right? Or at least, you know, the numbers have been. I don't have questions about the defense. Okay, so even even after, does anyone have questions about the defense after today's game? Because the defense no. was not good today. No, and and I agree. Not bad today either. Okay, I thought they played pretty well today. Yeah, I thought they were fine. Like I think if you yeah, like you can see the kind of impact that Dunlap had. You saw what he did, like get Jaron Reed going. There are pieces there. Jamal was clearly not healthy. He was completely non-impactful. He was he couldn't make a play in coverage. He might, he probably has a torn labrum or something in his shoulder, but there was enough players there where I think you're fine, especially if you potentially upgrade the number one cornerback spot in the off season. There's a lot there. I just think the offense, like if you look, we talk a lot about McVeigh versus Pete and whether McVeigh outcoached Pete and whether that says a lot, what McVeigh does. And I think is the biggest black mark on Pete right now. McVeigh knows his weakness as a coach is defense. So he is handpicked very high level defensive coaches on his staff. It was Wade Phillips. And now Brandon Staley is probably the best assistant coach in the NFL. He destroyed Shoddy today. He embarrassed him on Pete. On the other hand, his weakness is offense. He doesn't, he doesn't have a good grip on offense in 10 years or 11 years. He hasn't paired himself with one high level offensive coach. He's had run-of-the-mill competent guys, Shoddy and Bevel, they're fine. But look what Dan Quinn did in Atlanta. He brought in Kyle Shanahan. That team should have went to a Super Bowl. I think if we're looking at Pete, he needs to bring in a high-level offensive coach or this this shit is going to keep happening. I agree with that. I I agree with that. That's where I am. Like, but that's shoddy. If you'd said shoddy was one of the four. Shoddy should be fired. Yeah, you should, should change. Okay, that was the implication, though, and no, what I was assuming, Brian. No, 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 no. This is the thing, Brian. Pete Carroll's so much more responsible for things than just the defense. He's he's responsible for employing those co- coordinators. If he is not going to make a change at OC, then you have to make a, take a look at making a change at head coach because this shit, is not going to stop. We're going to be here in six fucking years and Russell Wilson's going to be fucking 38 years old and we're going to be talking about how the past 12 fucking years we didn't make it past the divisional round. Do we want to be there? Can I just say for a second, fuck the 49ers. There's fucking 49ers fans in here. Do you realize how <laughs> fucked your franchise is? Like, I mean, your franchise is a fucking joke. Like, you've got... We're talking about Russell Wilson and whether he can win a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo will never win a Super Bowl. And the 49ers have to hope that they find someone that can play that position. The likelihood is they're going to have to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. So, fuck the 49ers. Jesus Christ, I don't understand. The Seahawks, for all their challenges, for all the stuff that we're complaining about, went 12-4, and were the only team in the NFC West to have a winning record against the toughest division in football. So I don't, 
I, I don't give a shit about the Rams. I don't give a shit about like Kins, whatever the fuck his name is in, in Arizona. And I don't give a shit about the 49ers. Like that's not the, that's not the question to me. The question is whether the Seahawks have what it takes to actually get back to being a Super Bowl team. That's the question. Like the rest of it's just bullshit and everyone's just, it's, it's full of shit. So like, I don't know, Evan, like, not with the combination of the current staff and, and quarterback. No, no, they don't. I, think I mean, what, I what's think... giving you that optimism? Convince me. Seriously. No, I, I want to be there. I, I, here's, here's the thing. So, so like, I will never be a Brian Schottenheimer like Stan. That is not, that's not where I'm going to be. I think that the Seahawks absolutely would be better off with a different offensive coordinator. So I want to be really clear about that. Okay. Okay. At the same time, the Seahawks scored more points than any other offense in franchise history. And it's actually not even close because the defense and special teams didn't score any points this year at all. Zero. So all those points were offensive points. And for a period of time, the Seahawks offense was really good. The best it's ever been, I would say, as a Seahawks fan. And so are you telling me that there's zero chance that an offseason of understanding and dissecting what defenses did to them in the second half of the season means that there's, there's zero chance that they will figure out different ways to counteract that. I don't think it's zero, but I think I it's pretty think it's low zero either, but it's pretty low. I don't think it's that low. I think DK Metcalf gets better. I think Tyler Lockett's fine. I think the offensive line can be as good or better. I think the running back room can be fine. So I, I just, I'm not, I'm not at the edge of the cliff with the offense. I think to me, this is all, all, all of it is about whether you believe Russell Wilson can be better than he was for the second half of this year. And I just do. I, I think there needs to be personnel changes on offense too. Like what? Tell me about it. I thought today I've fucking ranted about Jacob Hollister all year. And every time you see him in a big game, he is just a shitty NFL player and he gets too many reps. And last year there was too many playoff games wasted on targets on Moore and Hollister. Will Disley fucking sucked today. He was awful. I think they need another weapon in this offense. And I think I'm court. I'm sort of like Evan where there's just too many consistent themes where they're just fucking sloppy, like an inability to get out of the huddle. Like that's been a Pete Carroll thing. Like first, at some point it's like, well, yeah, he is doing a lot, but it's the same shit over and over. Like he said, he, again, he I think I just saw on Twitter. He like said it was his fault because he was getting too involved in a play. There's just a lot of stuff. I'm just uneasy with today felt to me like the bottom falling out in this whole program. And maybe I'm overreacting, but th- Nathan mentioned 2017. That, that's how I feel. I just feel like they're lost. Yeah. I, I, I'm not betting on it, but I, I probably, I think there might be a bigger chance that there are coaching changes than we think, because just because of that, just because of how much the bottom fell out and like, you know, they ended up scoring that late touchdown, but boy, the end of this game, like this game just got consistently worse for the most part. Right. Um, And, and so I don't, I don't know that Pete won't step back and think, 
that maybe there there ha- something has to happen here just with the way that it trended in the end of the year uh and, and then it just really kind of went to pot today uh do we want to do we want to have one optimistic thing okay so at least we're not the rams who yes they won today and great for them um but uh and people were people, your your rams rant brian is already making the rounds on the internet and uh some people i won't name names ben baldwin uh is pointing out that that some of those things you said could be applied to the seahawks but the thing that can't be applied to the Seahawks is even though Russ was kind of asked today, at least we're not paying $30 million to Jared Goff for the next three years. So we still have that over the Rams. Also, at least our defensive end uh, didn't have to apologize. He deleted when uh, Everson Griffin today <laughs> was, was tweeting about how Kirk Cousins is ass. And if you ask Mike Zimmer, he'll tell you, honestly, he never wanted him there in the first place. So we're not we, we got that going for us at least i mean it, it could be it could be worse so here's a quote that you guys will love from pete carroll you guys always love pete carroll post game quotes i know you do carroll says he wishes the team quote would have adapted better to the way defense started to play them differently in the second half of the season see see that's actually a pretty intense comment from people what do you take away from that comment i mean is it not the coach's job to make sure like adjustments are implemented <laughs> like yeah let's be fair though like I, I know that we've already spent a lot of time kind of ragging on russ here but there were plays that russ was not taking so yes i think there's a, plenty of criticism for shoddy but Shoddy was doing some stuff and Russ wasn't taking advantage of it. Agreed. It could be a, yeah, I, I see that. That could be a shot at the quarterback. I think based on other things he said, I think it's a shot at the offensive coordinator. Okay, I hope so. I think it is. And I don't know. We've seen Pete move on from Jeremy Bates. Was that the first year? 2010 coordinator right they had a they had (laughs) mr fourth and one uh 40 yard fade pattern uh play call guy like he and pete did not get along and and he 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 booted him pete doesn't move on like pete one of his fatal flaws is loyalty like he just is loyal to people um okay i just want to point out too i'm gonna relay this from the chat uh the queen of rainbows and all things positive is right now screaming in the DM in the group DM about Shadi needs to be fired and that the offense not adapting <laughs> on Shadi. Oh. Oh, I just so saw Dana. Yeah, Dana is uh, Dana is shockingly on one right now about Shadi. So, and I got permission to relay this because yeah, oh. she's hot. The well, Eagles version of field goals compared Russell to Carson Wentz. Oh, it's depressing. Here, here's, oh, here's shit. There's something to that though. That's yeah. depressing. That, that just hurt. That hit me hard. Russell was really bad for the last. Oh, I mean, he was really bad. He was. He was. He was Jared Goff for the last eight games and now nine games. Yeah, that's just there's, the proof. There's no getting around it. That's the truth. And, yes. and and it was not all shoddy, and it was not all Pete. Russ just wasn't good, and, and like, I think that's part of what a lot of folks are are struggling with, like. 
this was the year or these past years, like in the past years, we've been able to say, you know what? The coaching staff has not given Russell a chance to take this team where it needs to go, put it on his shoulders. They did that this year. It looked really promising to start with. And then it looked really depressing to end with. And I think a lot of people are grappling with that contrast because now you can't say the Seahawks didn't pass enough. They didn't pass enough on the early downs. That's not a legitimate explanation of what went on. Um, it's more nuanced than that, but I'll give you another quote from Pete. I mean, these are, these are quotes that, you know, if you want to be hopeful that maybe this will be so frustrating that he'll do something on the coaching staff. Maybe he says, it's really frustrating to be done. The suddenness of this, there's nothing like it. And you just have to deal with it. And that's what we're going to do. I told these guys, I have no place in my brain for this outcome. We were planning on winning and moving on. The suddenness? Who said that? Pete. Has he been watching the offense play the last two and a half months? I think he's saying the suddenness of when you lose in the playoff and suddenly, like. Yeah, I think he's saying, like, the season being over. My point is, he clearly thought this was not where the team was going to end, and it did. Maybe, maybe, maybe. That gives a little bit more credence to to the argument that he will look at why that was where do you think shoddy is sitting on the plane today like yeah oh no they're home damn all right fuck uh if they were flying back from la where on the plane is shoddy sitting taking a bus strapped on the top (laughs) it's just the pole it's just the the wherever pete is is the inverse of where shoddy is sitting today right if pete's in the back shoddy's in the front so I just saw that Jamal did confirm he had a torn labrum in his shoulder. Shit. Which looked like that's how he looked like he played. What he could look like, and he's gonna have to have surgery, right? So that's a pretty heroic performance, though. From yeah, him. I thought he played pretty well, to be honest. He made some pass breakups. I don't but... think he was a liability at all, actually. He kind of gave up that touchdown to Acres. A little bit. I thought that that played a cup. Up. Um, like if he could raise his arm over his head, he might have been able to make that, that was like a clear physical limitation. I think, yeah. It oh, was. yeah, both of those were, yeah, because the other one with with uh Acres, too, he just kind of flung oh, his arm at Acres. That's the overreaction yeah. part of this, guys, right? That was a ridiculous play that was, I think, pretty fortunate for the Rams. The play to Acres, where Goff on third down happens to find him and Acres gets like 44 yards or whatever, pretty fortunate play. Those were the two plays. Those two plays, the pick six on the freaking screen pass, the only pick six on only like interception on a wide receiver screen in the NFL all year. And DJ Reed's fumble. That's the game. Like, I know that like no one wants to hear that, but like it is that simple. Like those four plays were the game. Yeah. But even with all that shit, it's 20 to 13 in the fourth, in the third quarter. They just need one fucking touchdown. And they, yeah, I mean, they didn't go ahead. They, they couldn't do anything. DJ Reed returns the ball to like the 50 or the 40 three. Now like just getting a first down. I was joking on the chat the whole time. It seemed insurmountable. And yeah. I mean, they didn't lose this game by a field goal, right? I mean, that's the thing. Like I even look at those four plays, but like, even with all that bullshit, they yeah. couldn't do anything. Yeah. And I think if you go back and you look at the plays that, you know, the, the picks that could have been and some of the other stuff too. I, this to me does not 
like I, I do think that Giants game was somewhat fluky, and I, I'm not going to try to tell you they played well in that game or they deserved to win or anything, but there was some stuff that happened in that game that was fluky. This this didn't feel too fluky to me. No, no, no. That sorry, I agree. I'm not. I'm not. Impl- the Rams were the better team today. Period. A hundred percent. No question. But like the, this notion that the Seahawks were like completely dominated and had like no chance in this game or like it was it was a it was a you know a small handful of plays that were not particularly like big rams moments they were just like bad plays uh turn the game so that that's that's pretty much the case in any game um i don't know i i don't come out of the, i guess what i would say is i don't come out of this game feeling that the seahawks were out coached i know that that's that's where some of you feel that's not well, how I felt. I, I, felt I felt only like, one side of the ball was badly outcoached. I thought Staley whooped Schottenheimer. I thought Staley whooped Schottenheimer. I think that's fair. Um, no, I agree. This wasn't a game where like you're like Sean McVay is the man. Like he had a limited quarterback and do, didn't do very much. What do you guys do? You think the score would have been better or worse if Wolford hadn't gotten hurt? Hmm. I was thinking worse. He could at least run around. I thought he looked okay, and I did not really feel like Goff looked particularly good at any point. But would, would Wolford have made either of those plays that Goff made? That's the yeah. thing. Like Who those knows? two plays were huge. And just can't I mean, what? pass to a quarterback with four fingers. <laughs> technically, he had n- nine fingers, okay. and actually, technically, he had all eight fingers because thumbs aren't fingers. I think dummy their thumbs are different see jeff knows he's not really transitioned yeah. into quality football commentary oh, God. i don't know i mean what we will talk we'll have time to talk about the offseason um this is horrible is it this is fucking hor- no it is fucking horrible. yeah it's horrible no this is fucking horrible losing fucking next horrible week, losing next week would have been like oh you know whatever i didn't have high hopes for this team I really thought they were going to win this game. I did too. Yeah, I did too. I, I, I mean, I definitely did, and they should have. They, they were. Uh, <laughs> I think I hid the wrong user in in the channel. Never mind. I got that. <laughs> uh, Sorry if you just got banned. I just like fucking kicking <laughs> people out left and right. Like, it's amazing to me that there's 49ers fans that are like. That's really fair sad. enough. Like that is so pitiful that you. That's very sad to come in here and talk about the 49ers. Like, do you realize they won like six games this year, right? Didn't they? It gives me a little bit of life. It helps me feel a little bit better about the like, loss that 49ers fans are so sad they're going to try to come here and troll us. Well, yeah, let's just be like yeah. super clear here. Let's be clear here for a second. Like, the Seahawks are clearly the franchise with the most hope out of anybody in the NFC West. Like I would not want to be the fucking Rams. That's for sure. I don't want to that fucking Jared Goff contract. No fucking thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to replay this in like three months when the, the Niners land either Watson or Dak, and then we'll see. <laughs> yeah. That would suck. Uh, the nin- the Niners was really not talked about enough this week. They fucking benched him. Oh yeah. here's the thing like I, I agree with what you said Nathan in terms of like they should have won this game it, and it's 
there's no way I will call a successful year. You guys heard what my definition of success, all that kind of stuff, but they, the odds were they weren't going to win it. Simple fact, like whatever we want to say today, odds were that this team was not going to win it. And whether they lost it now or they lost it two weeks from now against Aaron Rodgers and green Bay, like it would have sucked almost worse in some ways then to be totally honest. Like I, I do not want to watch that fucker win against the Seahawks, but it really comes down to whether you believe Russell Wilson can be a better player next year for all the bloviation around. I just saw a terrible take. What? Sure. Someone said the Seahawks would have been better if they signed Antonio Brown. Oh, Oh, that made me. Russell wouldn't have hit him. (laughs) That's a frustrating. I hope people don't have that opinion. The targets would have gone to David Moore. Because he has a fucking touchdown in this game. It's fucking stupid. So much pain. So much. uh, Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this hurts me. This, it hurts me, but I'm also like, there's a part of my soul, guys, where I just don't have the emotional capacity to like watch more Seahawks games over the next few weeks. Oh, I'm the other way, man. I have appreciated this. I had a lot of opinions about. Uh, you know, playing with COVID and all that. And there there were weeks uh, with everything that has happened over the course of this football season, uh, you know, outside of football, where I did not have a lot of, uh, I did not have a lot of feelings to spare for the Seahawks, but I'm going to miss the distraction. I'm really going to miss the distraction. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm most bummed about. Evan, if you live in a warm city, um, it's very cold where I am. <laughs> and... Now that we're inside, we're basically in lockdown where I am. I don't know about you guys, but there's not much we can do when we're not working. And the Seahawks have been the thing that's gone me through. I know a lot of you guys said this year has been shitty to you. It's hard to be. I've been the other way. Like football has brought me so much normalcy, like having the, the Sundays and having our chat. And now that it's gone, like that's. Hold up, kinda, Jeff. Hold yeah. up. The draft is soon and the Seahawks have a first round. Oh, wait. Oh, Derek, wait. Derek taking over, Evan. Evan Hold up. I'm hearing something. No, no, Hold no. Hold up. Somebody, my producer is telling me the Seahawks actually don't have a first round pick, Evan, is what I'm being told. Evan, I'm Evan. sorry. Late note from Evan. my producer. I apologize. Yeah, I'm sure, like, a, uh, a not athletic first round picks for the us. Seahawks that you're going to be missing. Well, Jordan, Jordan Brooks. Brooks. Jo- Jordan Penny? Brooks. We, we, we all. <laughs> We of course all of us we're all very much on board the Jordan hey, Brooks. Okay, Michael Pittman. I have video <laughs> of being on board with Jordan Brooks, by the way. So I'm okay on that. My hot take is I'm not sold on him yet. But hey, we don't have Seattle, to discuss that. Seattle doesn't have DK Metcalf if they didn't have a first round pick that year. Let's talk about DK Metcalf. He needs to be better. What what was your impression of DK Metcalf and his game today and how he handled the game today? Uh I mean, he's a second-year player. Um, the sky is the limit for him. If anyone says they're disappointed about the season, you know they're crazy. But he has to keep getting better. Um, he has to round out his game. He needs to catch the ball better. Um, he needs to attack the ball better in the air. Even if he never becomes a monster at the the like in contact, you know, downfield like that, he has to just 
protect the ball better. Um, and Seattle just needs that for this offense to, to get back to something great. Um, and, and maybe that's unfair to DK asking him, asking that of him in such an early point in his career, but I think he can do it. And I think he, there's just stuff that he needs to keep getting better at. Uh, and really it's, it's maybe more of a commentary on Lockett, but I mean, I think he needs to be better. Do any of you feel like the pick six was DK's fault? And I don't mean necessarily that play typically. No, hold on, yeah. hold on. DK throwing multiple tantrums about not getting targeted. Did that force the offensive coordinator and Russell Wilson to force a pass to him that they might not have otherwise? If if that forced Brian Schottenheimer off the fucking cliff to change his game plan because of a player's emo- uh, because of in a player's emotions, fuck Brian Schottenheimer. Brian Schottenheimer doesn't deserve to be on this fucking coaching staff. If that's the case, that would be a massive indictment on him. Yeah, I agree. That's a symptom of a problem. Blaming DK for that is the wrong. DK should be fucking pissed though. Yeah, that's the thing. He's the best off on offense. Why shouldn't he be pissed? He should be getting early targets. Should he not be? Shoddy, it's not bad for Shoddy to react to that. I mean, we can't criticize the team for alienating snacks and then say that. Well, Shoddy it's the, did the, wrong it's thing the potential for overcorrection and then forcing the ball to him. No, That's, I mean, forcing the ball to him is fine. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. And they just got unlucky that he they, they called that play in, in the corner, read it like just perfectly. I, I don't think you can blame Shoddy for that. I mean, this isn't, this isn't the Ricardo Lockett thing where you even where you have. You know, uh, you're asking your special teams gunner to run a slant and you're asking Jermaine Curse to rub a pick route against Brandon Browner. I mean, this is just him trying to get a ball to a playmaker that we have been saying needs to get the ball more in short yardage situations. I don't think you can blame Shoddy for that or DK for that at all. DK should be mad and Shoddy should try to get him the ball and it just didn't work out. And so, yeah, fuck you, Dick Fane. That's a stupid ass take. Dick Fane. Dick Fane. Wasn't Dick Fane the one that had that take that it was DK's fault? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He did. We were talking about it. I I, I feel like I I, I like that DK was animated about wanting to get the ball. I I don't think that he stepped up to earn. Like once he, once he had made that point, I thought he had a couple of drops. Like if you're going to, if you're going to make a big fucking deal about getting the ball, you better fucking catch the ball when it hits your hands period and otherwise shut the fuck up i love dk metcalf but shut the fuck up like i don't want to like his quarterback was struggling you're on his ass about not getting the ball and when he hits you in the fucking hands you drop it fuck you period like otherwise shut the fuck up so like i i think that like babying dk metcalf is the wrong take here like dk metcalf had two touchdowns this game. He could have had 150 yards and more. Yeah, yeah. he actually had – he beat Ramsey deep. He did. Three or four times, yeah. He did. Like, so, he should have had a touchdown the play Aaron Donald got injured. Another take I got for you guys – I mean, I know we probably can wrap up here in a little bit, but, like, bye-bye, Chris Carson. You're not a difference maker. You were not a difference maker. Wow. You were, not, you were not a difference maker. His ears. You were not a difference maker today. No, he was not. 
I'm going to get so many pissed off tweets at me for what you just said. It's ridiculous. You just it's threw me under the bus. You said that, Nathan. I cannot <laughs> believe you're so brazen with your Christmas. My mentions are going to be just really after today. You shit on Chris Carson. Unbelievable, Nathan. I know. Nathan. Come on, dude. I will. I'll also say Jason Myers. Kudos. Yeah, he was their best player today. Kudos. He, made it, he saved the touchdown. Offensive MVP, bitches. <laughs> but no, seriously. If they sign Chris Carson, it will be a bad move. I think the two the two worst for any amount the two worst moves they could make this offseason: signing Chris Carson number one, signing Shaquille Griffin number two. Those two moves would be the worst two moves they could make this offseason. If they don't make those, I I equate those to if they had kept Justin Britt this season. So like, there's the money is better spent elsewhere. We'll we'll get into postseason and offseason yeah, stuff later, but there's like. Chris Carson, there was nothing. Uh, his body language today was awful, awful. They they were looking for him to be the spark, the physical spark, and he just was like nonchalant. He was yeah, nonchalant. Yeah. He wasn't an impact player tonight. No, a second one he couldn't get, and that's not his. Like there, so there was one where Carlos Hyde got stopped, but my boy Halster just fucking whiffed hard on the block. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you love you love you some Jacob Hollister. Well, he just gets tackled so easily. He drops passes and he can't block. So what the fuck do we keep using him for? Dude, the Rams were three of seventeen on third and fourth down combined. Three of seventeen. Defense was good. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that pick six swung the were two of fourteen on third down. Yeah, like it's just an average offensive game. They win that game pretty comfortably. Especially yeah. like once Aaron Donald goes out, once Jared Goff goes what out. The fuck ever. Whatever. Fuck. Yeah, it's dude, the game was fucking shit. It's as pitiful as a game I can remember watching. All right, guys. Fuck, well, guys, I'm gonna miss this. I'm gonna miss this. This is like my yes. fucking therapy every week. Two times a week I get to talk shit about our dumb fucking football team with you guys. I'm gonna miss it. Dude, you gotta pick up golf. And so we, I'm going to start my oh, golf. Fuck you. I'm fucking awesome. sitting in the winter right now. Obsessed.golf folks. Come over on over. We're going to have a lot of fun this, this off season. I'm so jealous. Uh, I tried to golf this morning. I knew, I knew, I knew bad things were ahead. I went out <laughs> this morning. I had the first tee time so I could get back in time. Fucking frost delay. Awesome. Oh, Temporary yeah. greens. And then it started like 30 mile an hour winds. And I was like, I couldn't even finish because it was just unplayable. And I, I that's a sign. I told you guys I was doing like a dry January, right? That I is 100% ending tonight. 100%. Oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm watching. I don't know, guys. I hope you all take care of each other and take care of yourselves, take care of your families. It, it's a fucking game. And the Seahawks, we love them to death. Uh, they piss us off like that sibling that just should be better than they are has potential <laughs> like they, they should be so much more than they are and they're just fucking away their lives yeah that's what the seahawks are right now like yeah this, this should be better than they are they're not and there's every reason to believe that this team will never win another super bowl that is i mean anyone that thinks otherwise that is the most likely situation for pretty much every franchise to be to- other than the kansas city with patrick mahomes Every other franchise, that's pretty much the expectations. You will not win a Super Bowl. But 
look, it's going to be up. They're going to have to have a great off season. They're going to have to figure out how to have a great off season. And, uh, Oh my God, we're going to have Ken Norton, Brian Schottenheimer as our coaches again next year. Hard, hard to imagine this team will get to the promised land with those two guys. Let me ask this before I wrap up, what is the number one thing that would give you hope for next year? The number one thing that they could do that would give you hope for next year. And I'll start if they fired Brian Schottenheimer, that would be the number one thing that would give me hope. I'll co-sign on that one. Jeff, number one thing. Um, yeah, I want to see someone who can make – you see what some of these coaches do, like the Shan, McLeffleur, Mc, all those coaches. I want to see someone from that coaching line end up with this team. You saw what it did to Dan Quinn it turned a guy who was a pretty shitty coach into a Super Bowl team. And they need to do that with this, this team. They're, they're kind of stuck right now. Nathan. Uh, I think, I think if they do that, um, I don't, I don't know if I have a number one, I, I think, but obviously replacing shoddy, is going to give you hope just because it's new. Um, if they could find a way to add a big time receiving option to this team. Um, I think that would make me pretty hopeful. Uh, Alan Robinson. Sure. Sure. Interesting. So I just a third receiver. Yeah, because I just don't trust Lockett to be great for an entire year, and so I think that they need somebody to cushion that more. And so if 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 you go into the year and Lockett's like your slot receiver and, and he's effectively your third receiver, I'm going to feel a whole lot better about this team. Interesting. That's an uh, uh, that's an interesting take. Yeah. You know, we should say though. Uh, this is on the fly. Thank you to everybody who contributed via Patreon this year. Joined the Slack channel, chatted with us daily about this dumb football team. Thank you to everybody who liked our videos, subscribed. We grew like crazy this year. Um, I think Brian shared the stats out on his Twitter account a couple of weeks ago, but the the podcast has grown exponentially. You know, Burger Master. Um, what are the other ones? <laughs> I should know this off the top of my head. Um, Brian, what are the at uh, uh fitness <laughs> manifest, manifest manifest fitness fit, manifest fit and uh john hurlbutt for uh altitude homes i mean yeah ah suck it john i'm never wearing a jason myers jersey never <laughs> ever 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 it doesn't matter what size or color it's wait not what's happening. this about what's this about? happening john i don't care how much money you give us it's what's this happening. about this is how you get treated as sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> suck it, sponsors. <laughs> Give us money. Come Pay on. Pay us money and know. we'll shit on you. <laughs> so, Evan, you're spot on, dude. And John Herman in chat just said, you dick. <laughs> John, we fucking love you, dude. <laughs> We love you. Uh, John's one of the longest sponsors of this show. And, and it's true. Um, we, we gave uh, $40,000 to charity last year. Um, and it was all in Washington last year for, for people that were suffering the most from the COVID crisis and pandemic and all that been hurt from it. We were very, very likely to go back to um, uh, Ben's fund this year. And, you know, it, it's, we're starting to create a community. Um, of people that that actually they care about the Seahawks, they care about doing stuff for the local charities, and 
that means something to us, honestly. Like we, we, we enjoy talking to each other no matter what, but all of us put in time that we could be putting in time on a bunch of other things. And part of the reason is because we can do good beyond the, beyond the Seahawks. You know, none of us are making money off of this. So um, we really do appreciate it. If you haven't already subscribe at patreon.com slash Hawk blogger um, goes to charity. Um, we're, we're, we're hoping that we can, we can eclipse our goal from, from last year or our, our, our contribution from last year and subscribe on the, the YouTube channel, subscribe, like, um, you know, click the little bell to get notified. All that stuff's super helpful. Tell people about it. We'll be talking about the Seahawks all off season. Cause it's, we can't help ourselves. We are friggin' addicted to this stuff. Um, but it hurts. It hurts. None of us like to lose. None of us like to believe that Seahawks have a ceiling. And uh, I'll say that for as negative as this pod has generally been in this, in this particular show, this group has been wrong about a shit ton, a shit ton this year. And that gives me hope as much as anything. So, you know, we have to hope that there's a plan that we don't understand that we'll be wrong about. Um, but for right now it stings. I encourage everybody to, you know, find, find their happiness, wherever they're going to do it. Now find it outside of football, turn off Twitter and, uh, Personally, I will probably go dive into some kind of carbohydrate. Um, I don't know which kind, sugar, sugar related. Uh, that's kind of the way I end the year. Are you going to eat some more peach cobbler? Oh, that was good. That was solid. We try to not bring politics into this, but, uh, you know, Georgia deserved a little peach cobbler there. That was impressive. So um, anything you guys do to, to get over uh, like a season ending pissed off moment what do you guys do i mean you talked about getting drunk i'm i'm actually gonna go uh i'm really excited for uh the niners playoff game to- <laughs> what's that oh oh wait i'm sorry retract my previous comment i'm gonna enjoy the weekend with my family because apparently the 49ers aren't playing football this weekend so good <laughs> i love you evan jeff how about you I cannot top what he just said. That was maybe Evan's best line of the year. <laughs> um, I've been drinking all afternoon. It was the only way to relieve my stress, and that game brought me zero joy. So I'm going to continue doing that. I still haven't eaten yet dinner, so I should probably get into some carbs as well. I, <laughs> I have this other game on, but I really don't want to watch it right now. Yeah, yeah. So about I'm going to continue drinking like Nathan. All right, folks, take care of yourselves. Um, frustrating, frustrating way to end the year. We will, we, will, we will keep you company through the off season and we'll reload next year. That's what we do every year. Until then, uh, join over at patreon.com slash hawkblogger, subscribe on the channel and go Hawks.